This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations of people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, a positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann, back in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined from Fakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. How was your weekend? It was really good, Sam. Uh, I spent the weekend writing, looking at the human zoos from the 1800s and comparing them to what I call the human zoos now, which is social media. Um, and in particular, that really interesting story in the paper about the beer brewer uh, from Christchurch um, who put that really derogatory comment on social media last week. And then tried to pretend that that wasn't racist, despite it being the most racist thing that you could possibly write. Yeah, and and the irony of it is what really it really has me intrigued. The irony, like if we look at family violence and what is the, the main cause of family violence is alcohol and he's the guy who makes alcohol and that whole thing just, yeah, has been doing tap dances on my brain. So I'm writing about that at the moment. And who are we introducing tonight? It is a real pleasure to introduce um, our very youngest ever guest on Blowing Bubbles, Mr. Caden Meharry from Near Kawaro. We've interview Caden's dad Steve just after lockdown he was an essential worker through the lockdown uh, and Caden's um, a big fan of yours Sam and so I really um, intrigued by you and so he wanted to come on the show and I know that he's got a lot of interesting things to talk about so it's really lovely to have you here Caden welcome. Thank you Moeta. Welcome Caden. How was lockdown for you Caden? At first it was like fun because you know time off school and then when it got to three weeks it was really just sad because we couldn't go anywhere and couldn't see a, couldn't see your friends yeah it wasn't really good <laughs> what year at school are you now i am a year nine so you were last year of, last year of intermediate last year yes and did you did they send you stuff home to work on, or were you able to just roam around the farm and call it work, call it schoolwork? Um, no, we had um computers and we did computer learning. They didn't send anything home to us except computers. For and what sort of study. what sort of stuff did they get you to do? Well, they got us to do activities around the house, um, some quizzes, some just basic maths, and we had to like write down stuff. Yeah. Do you think you managed to learn as much at home as you would have done at school? Not, a, no, not, not at all. <laughs> what could have, what could have made it better, other than being back at school? Um, Probably just seeing your mates and actually getting that proper learning experience because it wasn't really good, in my opinion. So you were pleased to go back to school? Yes, so I was really excited to go back to school. That that happened in like May, didn't it? So it wasn't a whole term? Mm, It was a, a half a term. Yeah, it was a half term. Yeah, and then you're back at school for the rest of the year because your your school didn't get closed or anything for any of the little lockdowns, did it? No. Let's take the first of your music choices. Let's have Avicii, Hey Brother. Why did you pick this one? Well, um, recently, a couple of years ago, my um, 
my granddad had died and me and him would listen to it and it's just a memory a really good memory of him with me hey brother there's an endless road to rediscover hey sister know the water's sweet but blood is thicker forgot to ask before, Caden, where do you live? Um, well, I live on the Kodo Straits. It's very close, 10 minutes away from Kodo and about 20 minutes away from Fuktani. So I have a, um, a choice in what schools I go to, but I go to Fuktani. So do you live on a farm? Uh, yes, it's, it's, it's like a, a small farm, but it's, yeah, it's a farm. And what does your small farm do? Oh well, I'm I'm the manager of eggs. Um, we have heaps of pigs, so it's a pig farm. That's what my dad manages, and we have some um, we have some cows. 
So what does the manager of eggs do? Well, I collect the eggs, I, I clean them, I put them into their cartons, and then I send them away to get money. How many chickens have you got? Uh, just over 40. Cool. And uh, have they all got names? Um, only two <laughs> has got names. Those are two roosters. One is named Pancake, and one is named Coconut. <laughs> What do the chickens, do you feed the chickens? Obviously you feed them something, um, yeah. but you feed them out, feed out something? We, um, some, uh, we feed them um, chicken food, but sometimes, um, if they're lucky, we, get, we give them um, pig scraps, and they really love to eat like, all different types of that. So when um, the pig bucket is full, we just chuck it out to the chickens, and they love it. So are the pigs, sorry, are the, pigs, are the chickens in a... In a paddock, in a in a coop, or how how does that work? Well, um, we free range them. They're in a massive paddock, and yeah, yeah. And do they? And they and they. Oh, People talk about that. One of the advantages of proper free range is that you can actually like see the the chicken society. The do, do you think yours have a have a bit of a community going? Yes, very much indeed. There's like the um um there's like the alpha rooster which has most of the hens, and then the um next one below which has some hens, and then just the loners, which are just like four. And if you mix them up, that they go back to that those groups. Yep. And pigs. Oh uh, yes, um we have a big, massive pig farm. I think over a hundred. Pig, maybe over 200. I don't really know, but we have um, one paddock for breeding so we can breed the pigs, and one paddock for the um, we where we um, kill the pigs with with a medium uh, basically teenagers' pigs go where we um, kill them and sell them for meat, and then we have a couple pens for the mothers, and uh, yeah. And I have no idea what what do pigs eat when they're on a farm like that. Well, we give them eggs crushed with milk. They really love that. And sometimes I said with the pig pig bucket, we give them that. And you said you had two choices about where you go to school. What are those choices? Yes, I um, I could have gone to uh, Tarawera High, and, um, but I chose to go to. Trident High School. I had three choices: um, Tarawera High, Trident High School, or Fakshani. And all my brothers and sisters have went there, so my mum just decided to put me there. So, how long is that? You, did you get the bus? Uh yes, most days. What time do you have to leave home? Um, I usually leave home around when I'm getting when I'm getting the bus. I'm seven thirty, or when I'm not. Usually eight. So that's what, but so is it about twenty minutes. I think you said. Yeah, it was a twenty minutes drive, about thirty minutes drive if I'm with bus. And do you do after school things? Uh yes, I do volleyball. I'm a libero. Volleyball. Yes. That's. Do you, how do you practice volleyball? Because you, you can't really practice that on your own. Um, you, you actually can. You can uh, hit, a, hit the volleyball onto um, a wall. And since I'm a leader, I'm meant to like, dive and pick up balls. So I just dive for it. Yeah. And that's how, kind of, sort of my practice. And sometimes I have friends that play it, to, that play it too. So we just play, play it at lunchtime at school, which gives me more practice. Cool. And do you play in a school? Is it a school competition? Um, no. There's um, it's a school team. We go to nationals too. Oh, that's cool. And what else do you do? Um, I play soccer and badminton. Also. Yeah, I heard but my was... main is volleyball. I heard there was mountain biking as well. Oh, I do that on the side sometimes, <laughs> but I can't really do that because um, 
my bike is kind of very bad. I'm getting a new one soon. Mira, what are you doing? I'm miming shooting to remind Caden that he's actually a really, really good shooter and he shoots in the small ball club. So I was miming 22 shooting very badly, obviously. I, <laughs> Since I, we just, no, I, I just noticed you. <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> that's apparent... on your ever growing list of things that you do, eh, Caden? Yeah. Caden, all the years I've known you, one of your real passions is history. You've got lots of facts all the time. You're a lot like your dad in that respect. Your dad always has a lot of facts. Why? That's why everybody wants him on quiz teams. So, what has um, inspired your interest in history? Well, ever since I started an inquiry of my school about um, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, my spring for just uh, history is just exploded with like World War One, World War Two, um, Battle of Thermopylae, uh, three hundred Spartans with versus like over ten thousand Pers Persians. It's, it's just amazing to me. What what excites you about that? The, is it like the? It's not just the the goriness. Is it the the story, the strategy, the implications? Why that? It's the way how they um put it, and also um how um say for the three hundred versus one thousand of Thermopylae, um how the Spartans had this n narrow tight um hillside where they could just better Persian's troops when they're just running in, which is just intrigues me so much. So it's the 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 challenges that people are facing, the the strategies that they used. Yes, it is. And you see the same thing in in other things. It's in like you said, World War One and World War Two. Yeah, but I'm really interested in World War Two and World War One about Battle um, of Gallipoli. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. What do you think find interesting about that? Well, how Battle of Gallipoli oh, I can't really say it right, sorry, but um how um New Zealand poured heaps of soldiers in and they lost, which is kinda of sad. Yeah. They were kinda of set up. It was only ever a diversion yeah, really. Were. Yep, you're right. It's good to see in recent years how the Turkish side of that story is getting better told as well. I think for a long time it was just this, this yeah. sort of evil people that we didn't really know who they were, but more and more we're recognising that they were just protecting their own land. Yeah. Does that interest in the history extend into the, the history that's being made now in different places? Um, yes, um, of the Israel attacks, have you heard that, um, about, um, Israel getting self uh, getting, um, bombed? It's really scary to me because it could lead into a, a next world war, which is very scary. I think, yes, it's, it is very scary and it's very scary, all the alliances, because as we know from previous world wars, it's been the alliances that have, have dragged people. Yeah. Do you do you think the world's a scary place, or are you excited about the world? What? Well, for most in New Zealand, it's like I reckon this is like a peaceful country where we don't really have any enemies. But like over in like Afghanistan or something, where they have like terrorists and everything, it just it, it scares me knowing that there's terrorists out there that are willing to just bomb you. We never. Yeah, but those those people from those lands are, are feeling pretty scared about the the people invading them or doing drone strikes on them. Yeah. So it's it's a we, we've got to think about the who's in control and what the different perspectives are. Mm. Do you think? Are you? What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, just on word of question. Um, I've always really wanted to be a um actor. Yeah. And 
for when I was young, I said I was, I was going to be on TV and I was going to make millions. But um, now I've come to realize that I actually really want to be a um, police officer like my sister. Cool. Why is that? Well, uh, just the thrill of, you know, chasing someone in your cop car and arresting them. It just excites me. And yeah. Yeah. And I think that advertising is better work stories, but it's also about making a difference, about helping people. Yeah, like that too. <laughs> Do you think because you've been on TV so many times now that it's just not interesting? Um, n no, it's really interesting. I always, as soon as I see a camera, I'm like, can I please go on it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be known. I don't want to die just with a small group of family i want to be known like everyone talks about me if you think about the tv shows that you've been on so far what what do you think people will know you as how would someone who saw you describe you on tv a mean keen killing machine Do you want to tell Sam and the listeners why you've been on TV to give some context to that? Um, yeah, I've been on TV for hunting Aotearoa and um, hunting with Tui for um, where we hunt for wild animals. And for hunting Aotearoa, we hunted for peacocks oh. and we got over 50, I think. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. And there was one other show you were on with a famous rugby player. Oh, Pretty yeah. Um, yes, yes, I was on that for um, just a little bit. I went out there, I went out with them hunting, but I didn't really get on the camera because we didn't get anything. So I still can't get my head around hunting for peacocks. I've talked to Mawira about it before. It just seems weird. Really? Well, did you did you know they're really pests to um, farmers and they eat all their crops and that's why me and Mawira uh, and everyone in my family just goes out to that farm and just shoots them, basically like pest control. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing to be doing. Are you interested in the native animals as well? Um, I've actually never seen a kiwi in my entire life. <laughs> so, yeah, not really. But I've seen a kakapo down in um, South Island. It was really funny. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokunui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui, kia koutou, kotahoho. I hope you're all having the best day for superstars in your beloved universes. I really hope, wherever you are, whatever's happening around you, this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining and illuminating for you more each day. Who you are, a triumph of nature, perfect, unique and here most better. Thank you. So as we know, we've been journeying through this time of change together in this time of awakening on several fronts for all of us in the midst of this very challenging global pandemic and i know that for all of us different aspects of us have had to come forward maybe that we've never met before and different parts of us have grown in their strength and different parts of us have had to move back and make space as these new skills have been required and I know that for all of us, being able to savour and enjoy time with those we love, time in nature, time connecting with our homes, time appreciating the peace and tranquility that this momentary pause in our busy societal processes gave us. All these things, all these learnings have really been deeply fascinating and transformational for us all. And of course, at times in our life, we can feel that we are at the mercy of a larger 
process. We are at the mercy of change around us that we feel we cannot control. We may feel at the mercy of other people and their decisions. We may feel at the mercy of a much larger societal structure, series of structures, all these things. We may feel at the mercy of our our own health, our body, the fragility of our mortality, all these things we can feel at times. But of course, whenever we are feeling that lack of control, it's so important and so helpful to remember that we're always in control of our response to these feelings. We're always in response to our environment, circumstances of our lives, and we are in control of this response. We're also in control of our consciousness, how we choose to conceptualise what is taking place. And I know for me, having these five minutes with you has just been so helpful in terms of me recognising that I'm in control of this conceptualisation, that I can choose how I would like to best frame what is taking place for my own well-being. And I really hope for you that over this time, you have found helpful ways for you to feel that you can make things the best possible way for yourself and for those you love. Of course, we're so lucky that with each person that we connect with, a new way of being, seeing, doing, feeling is available to us to understand and to empathise with. And I loved hearing about Caden on the show and, and his uh, real ambition to bring forth happiness in others. And what a beautiful intention. And I think for all of us, we can hold these intentions in our interaction. What do we want to encourage and nurture and bring forth? And it can be as simple as nurturing and encouraging and bringing forth whatever the other person chooses to share. We can be grateful for that. We can encourage that. And I know that for all of us, it's so important to allow each other to express what we're feeling, even if it's challenging, even if it's really hard. Just having that opportunity to share is so precious. So I really hope that for you, you're having the opportunity to share, you're having the opportunity to feel your personal power, your personal skill set. And I'll look forward to talking again soon. Thanks so much. Kakite. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Kaden Mihari. Kaden Tahu is the educator at Orokanui, the eco sanctuary on the hill behind us. It's got a big fence, a predator-proof fence, and they work really hard to keep all of the uh, the stoats are the bad ones, the, the, the stoats and the possums and the rats. Uh, I don't think they've managed to get rid of all the mice, but everything else is out. Um, and they've got they've got kiwi, they've got um, a flock of kaka. Um, Tuatara is doing remarkably well, but you don't get to see them very often. Um, and there's a whole pile of um, research programs going on, doing things like trying to track the um, the kaka because they're not kept into the, the sanctuary, of course, because they can fly away. Um, so tracking tracking where they go, um, it, yeah, it's, it's it's a really cool place. You we should go there next time you're in Dunedin. I don't think there'll be any time soon, but <laughs> I definitely will. But will um, be can I ask you a couple? Yeah. Um, can I ask you a couple questions? Of course you can. Um. So, what are you interested in? What am I interested in? I'm interested in how people are making a difference. So people. In what type? Of in in any field people are trying to make a difference to make the world a better place and i'm interested in how we can help people make that difference and um what is your opinion on um trump and biden um what is your opinion on them i am very pleased that trump has gone i am very pleased that biden is there he is a, a, a lot better than than Trump, perhaps not quite as good as we would we would want him to be, um, but an awful lot better than than Trump. And in fact, I think because he has got the um, the majority in the 
Congress and the Senate, he's able to actually do things. Um, and I think he's doing quite a lot of the things that Obama would have done if Obama had a cooperative Congress. And um, what about our Prime Minister? Do you like her or would you be like um, ne uh, Labour, I mean, National or Green Party? I think that she is doing a fabulous job. I'm very pleased that she is there. I'm, um, I'm a little bit disappointed that the that they didn't go into a better coalition with the the Greens. I, I think that if they had had a, um, I think we're used now to having coalition governments, and I think we've kind of forgotten how to do majority governments. And one of the things that a coalition government does is it means that they have to be more explicit about the negotiation that they do before they make decisions and i think that things like missteps like the um the whatever they're trying to pretend it is the price freeze not the price freeze the wage freeze um, or the pay guidance or whatever it is that was that came out a couple of weeks ago i don't think they would have done that if they had had a coalition partner that they really had to sort of argue points with um, it, it may be that it's there for good reason but I think having having that um, that sort of counterpoint, that, that other view that they had to negotiate with, would have made them even better. But but like Jacinda just got um, picked as the number one leader in the world by Forbes magazine, I think it was. So you know that's just astounding for a for, you know, we're not we're not a tiny country, but we're a pretty little country. For her to be having that that global impact um, is is really impressive. What do you think about her? Well, actually, I really like her. Um, I really like how she um, did with COVID. As soon as she, we had some little traces of COVID, she straight away shut the borders down. And when we had a massive spree, she locked everyone. She locked down the country, which is, I reckon is just really good. And she still has closed the borders, unlike America, which still has open borders, by the way, which is just going to draw more and more COVID into there. And... Um, what what is your opinion on the um vaccines? Oh, I I think that they are extremely good. Um the Pfizer vaccine that we're getting seems to be the the best one, which is I don't know if luck or management, but I'm very happy that that we're all going to get the the that that vaccine. I think that that's the the way to do it. I I really really hope that the anti-vax doesn't take hold to the extent that it damages our ability to have a proper what they refer to as the herd immunity so that it, we so that we won't get community transition because we'll have to open the borders eventually i'm hoping i i normally go to a couple of conferences internationally a year and i'm not doing that and i don't think i'll be doing it next year either um because it's not going to go away anytime soon as soon as we start to think that we're on top of it it runs away in india We've hardly heard of what's going on in in Africa, so this isn't going away soon. So I, I really hope that we can get sorted for the for the even longer haul than we've got before. Did the the messages from the government did they work for you? The like things like the be kind and the the team of five million. Well, I kind of found found it annoying because I always went on my phone and watch youtube and it was like be safe but sometimes it was like really helpful to me like wear um face masks on public transport because if i didn't know i would just walk on there with no face masking mask and get kicked out which i don't really want did they did it one of the things that that jacinda was criticized for was feeling people thought that she was talking to little kids of course the the reason for doing it was she was like making the the language as simple as possible um did you know you understood everything that was lots of what was being said or enough that you were felt happy that you understood um yeah i'll say yeah yeah would you do anything yeah. differently um actually 
probably lengthen the COVID um, and probably lengthen the lockdown a little bit more. Um, and like, and like a couple weeks, uh, a couple months ago, we had like an alien, um, like a couple cases in our town, but we didn't get locked down or anything. But because they were, I, I would um, shut down the schools for about three days or something. But yeah, it still worked fine. Yeah, that was someone visited, didn't they? Visited a rest home. I think, yeah, I think that there are some things that we've been very lucky on. Um, you know, very good management. Does the one of the things that they, the government talks about is well-being? Does that mean anything to you? Does that is that a thing that you have in your head? Well, I think of well-being meaning like, um, so what I did um, to keep fit in the lockdown is I went for a bike ride and a and a run with my dog every single day, so I could keep my hygiene up and had a shower every day, brush my teeth. You know, had good um, some good food, ate ate my vegetables and that, so I could be like well fed and healthy, basically. Yeah, lots of people are concerned about the mental health of of young people. Have you noticed stuff going on around you? Are you thinking that people are doing all right? Well, um, yes and no, because. Most of the um, kids, um, most of kids are like really kind. They don't have anything in trouble in their lives. And but some I've met have like really bad like parents in there, and um, their mums have died and just been through depression, which is really sad to me. Because watching them like be all sad and it just you know breaks my heart. What can we do to help them? Um, probably more, more counselors and more, um, just more well-being for the kids. You know, because some adults just be like, "It's fine. You 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 don't have this. You don't have that." When kids actually do have that, and it just really annoys me because the parents are not paying attention at all of what their child is doing. Yeah. Well, we're just doing quite a lot of work into imagination. Do you think you've got a good imagination? Well, I'll say again because um, I can just imagine something in my head and I can like make it just pop out anywhere. If I just close my eyes, I can just think about it, you know, for hours. Yeah, that's a cool ability. Let's take the second of your music choices. Let's have Sugar by Maroon 5. Why do you like this one? Well, um, I was actually finding um, a song to pick and I just scrolled upon Sugar and my mum loves Maroon 5. So does Malwita. And yeah, I think she'll like it. <laughs>
red velvet I want that sugar sweet Don't let nobody touch it Unless that somebody's me I gotta be a man There ain't no other way Cause girl you're hotter than a Southern California day I don't wanna play no games You don't gotta be afraid Don't give me all that shy shit No makeup on That's my sugar Don't you think we've learned anything from from the pandemic and the pandemic response? Does, can we take anything for I, how we might deal with things like climate change or social justice? Um, by the time of lockdown, um, that heaps of states, uh, heaps of countries got in lockdown. Um, population rates went way down, and I think if we just we keep on that track. Um, populate. Um, pollution. Sorry, pollution goes way down, which is really good for the environment. But since COVID nineteen is getting out, it's just you know, going back up again. And yeah, yeah. We've seen lots of changes over the the last year. Have you seen anything that you hope will will stick? Will carry on? Um personal um well-being which is like washing your hands um scrubbing your fingernails like using hand sanitizer like after you've done like a sport maybe when you use your hands or something having showers every day to get all the germs off you which i think we should um keep on doing that you know so we avoid spreading like any other um diseases or like sicknesses yeah cool i have some questions to end the show with i'm not sure how they're going to work for a year 10 year 9 you said year 9 person but let's give it a whirl anyway what is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years well probably um most biggest success i've had is actually um getting into um a really good Badminton team and going up to nationals and coming fourth place, which is like amazing to me. Woohoo! That is good indeed. Badminton. So, we're writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people who are doing good stuff. What's your superpower? My superpower is making everyone laugh and just enjoy life that's pretty cool have you always done that yes especially to my friends that have like uh that that are feeling really sad i just go up to them and i just make them feel happy and they laugh and i just pay and i just like take care of them pay attention to them listen to them which is what you should do if you um for a good really good friend I think lots of people should listen to you. <laughs> Where did you learn how to do that? Well, I, it's just part of my, um, it's just part of me, you know, I get it from uh, just me. And some of it, I get it from my mum. She is the most kindest person I've ever met in my whole life. Do you consider yourself to be an activist? Um, 
No, not really. I might go to like um, uh, climate change, stop climate change, um, meeting on that. But that's basically it. not really, you know. I think you're an activist at describing how you try and look after people and, and, and make everybody have a better life. That's a pretty good form of activism. Yeah. And activism for happiness. I can, uh, it's pretty good. Um, what motivates you? What, what gets you excited? <laughs> My friends um, that are not fake, that just brighten me up. My seeing my mum and my whole family every day. My dog, my cats, just seeing the whole world just happy motivates me to just push forward. And sometimes seeing it sad motivates me to help everyone that I can. What is the biggest challenge that you're looking forward to in the next year? Definitely exams because I'm not I'm not really um, good at school, but I will try my best. Yeah, you you do that. Have you got any tricks for for learning? Well, um, I just use my head all the time, which some kids don't use. They they just write down the books, but I have a really good memory where I just write it down in my head and I just know it for like. That, that hour of learning which is yeah yeah and making sure you're answering the question that's that's my advice for you you can get an awful lot by by checking that you're actually answering the question because usually they feed you the answer in the question yeah they do don't they so lastly Caden do you have any advice for our listeners well just to stay positive through this really tough time we will get through it and don't give up never give up on yourself you are beautiful and so is everyone else don't give up thank you very much for that uh, Mawira Kaden I think you're a wonderful activist an activist for having um, and one day I'll teach you about unconditional positive regard and you have that for people. I see that in you, and it's a beautiful thing. And don't you ever stop being that way because, yeah, and you are so much like your mum in that respect. Thank you very much for coming and talking to us today. We've really loved having you on the show. No, actually, thank you for inviting me. This was really fun. Thank you, Caden. We're going out to Dua Lipa Levitating. Thank you.
to a Listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday afternoons at three, and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. I'm Samuel Manansoyas, Bay Dunedin, with Mawira Karatai in Fakatani and outside Kawarau, Caden Mihari. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.